0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furnace, and this is my show. Quinn David Furnace presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, Veterans Day, September eleventh, 2022. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? I know I promised you on last week's episode that we weren't going to be coming to you live on Veterans Day. That's why we did our veteran and veterinarian uh, salute or tribute. Last week. But I'm here in Beantown, USA, Boston, Massachusetts. I'm wearing my Beantown podcast shirt uh, here at the Renaissance Waterfront Hotel in the Seaport District. It's just as fishy as it sounds. And I'm not I'm not lying, I walked down the street this morning to go get coffee in my scone, and it just smells like lobster. That was my attempt at a Boston accent, but it really came off as Australian killing it with the accents today so i said you know what i don't have my i don't have my intro or outro music i don't have my sanson q2u series but what i do have is a voice a computer with a a built-in microphone and a heart and a tall boy of sam adams wicked hazy juicy new england style just like me it's an ipa 6.8 percent and i figured you know what let's 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 check in with the listeners here. You can't you can't come to Boston and not do a show here. Although last year we came to Boston and we did not do a show here. Uh and two years ago we came to Boston and we did not do a show here. And I think in 2019 we came to Boston and we did not do a show here. So these things just sort of happen sometimes. But I wanted to check in on you. What's happening? What's going on? I am the executive producer, showrunner, and gaffing gaffing lead of the first unit for this show. Hello to my friends in Pakistan. Hello to Islamabad. Hello to uh, Karachi. Hello to the Khyber Pass. Uh, What's happening? Uh, Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this slightly truncated version uh, the Beantown Podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some language, Boston-style, and number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. I mentioned this show is going to be slightly truncated. Uh, it's I, I'm not going to not gonna lie to you. We're not going to be chatting for a super long time. It's 9.50, 9.50 p.m. on Friday, November 11th, Happy Veterans Day, and my... Flight leaves Boston Logan at 6 30 a.m. So we are about eight and a half hour eight and a half hours from that happening. By the time we finish the show and uploading and all that stuff, we'll be about eight hours away. And I still am going to shower and uh go to bed, presumably, and then wake up and uh take an Uber to the airport and all that good stuff. So we're, we're, we're counting down the hours here, so that's why it's going to be a, a kind of mini version here for episode 252. You're also going to save time because of no outro music. So there's like, you know, 10 minutes there that, uh, that you're not going to have to worry about. Just came back from Harvard. In fact, had lamb shawarma in Lowell House with my cousin, uh, a good friend of the show, Olu Makinde, Ogunaike, the same sat in the exact same place uh, that I sat more or less when my uh, uh, Olu Makinde's oldest brother, Olu got married eight years ago. What what would that have been? We're talking June of 2014, so eight and a half years ago. Uh, so it was it was fun, you know. We got out of the rain. We took advantage of my cousin's special uh, access privileges. He's uh, sort of a, a house a house manager of sorts. I don't know what his official title is there, but he's working on his, uh, his PhD, I believe, in theoretical physics, I think would be a semi-accurate way to describe his uh, academic prowess. And he's uh, getting free housing still at, at Harvard and uh, commuting back and forth, I believe, uh, Harvard and MIT. So it was nice to catch up. It was, uh, I got to ride the T and I don't recall if I, uh, if, if I ever had before, I don't have a memory of it, but I think this might've been my first time ever riding the T, which is pretty cool. I got to ride the red line and I want to give a a quick shout out here because we're all about public transportation here at the Beantown podcast. A quick shout out to the Boston T, very well-marked, a lot of open seats, uh, easy to get in, easy to get out, easy to buy your pass much quicker than CTA. You don't have to do that stupid thing like you do in Washington, where you got to swipe your card when you go in and swipe it out, swipe it again on your way out. That's just the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. And really, I think the federal government needs to do something about that. But yeah, easy ride, nice and smooth, you know, easier to figure out than New York. But speaking of New York, crazy, crazy, like, 36 hours it's been. Uh, we'll talk about this and we're going to get to the, the the meat and potatoes, what we're actually going to be talking about on the show today, which is movies and the water. There's your little teaser. Uh, yesterday, wake up early, I don't know, 4, 4.15, something like that. My flight was out of O'Hare at 7.15. So I wanted to get you know, to O'Hare by 5.45 or so. Uh, so wake up, pack everything up fit my whole life into my backpack. It was probably the most crammed that my backpack, excuse me, has ever been and and can't hold. But we're talking laptop, tablet, phone charger, tablet charger, laptop charger, my book, uh, change of of, uh, clothes, my gym clothes, my gym shoes, had to get a bike ride in this morning, and some work materials, and my toiletries, and some extra socks. Always good to have extra socks. And next thing you know, I'm carrying around like a 40-pound just just dynamite uh, sack, basically. You know, first, the start of the day, not so bad. You get on the plane, it's a little cramped in there to LaGuardia, but oh well. Take the Take the cab into Manhattan for the event there, nice and easy. But then I then I walked from 59th Street down to Moynihan Train Hall, which is in between 31st and 33rd. So that, that's a little bit of a haul. Walked down 9th Ave and then took a four and a half hour Amtrak ride from New York Penn Station to uh, Boston South Station. And then hauled my stuff one more time uh, to uh, my hotel, which is about a mile walk from South Station. You're probably thinking, well, Quinn, you got all this comp. Why don't you just take a a cab for your last leg there? Um, And that's because I I was picking up dinner on the way. And uh, so I got a little prosciutto pizza. I got to say, great idea in theory, terrible idea in execution. You get prosciutto pizza. They just leave the giant strips laying across the top. And inevitably, what happens? You take a bite out of a slice, and either the entire slab of prosciutto, P-R-O-S-C-I-U-T-T-O, prosciutto. It's uh, Latin for little prosh. It con- the whole slab comes either flying off, you know, slides right off the pizza. You got no no gription, no friction. Uh, between that prosciutto and that, uh, and that, that pizza, you know, you get, you get a nice pepperoni. It kind of, kind of melds together, but you really don't get that with the, uh, with the prosciutto. It slides off and it either falls down or you got a whole hunk of prosciutto. You got like half a ham uh, in your mouth there. So still fun, still eat it. But, uh, you know, next time I probably would have gone for the, uh, the margarita. you go to an authentic Italian place, not Mexican. They gotta spell margarita with an H because they think it's cool and fancy. And then today was just uh, didn't didn't do any uh, crazy commuting today except for riding the T. But um, I I I man, I've I've walked past it three times now because it's it's right on the bridge between South Station and, and Seaport, uh, the Boston Tea Party Museum. I love it, man. This thing, they play little penny whistle tunes blasting from the exterior speakers of this tiny little museum above the water the whole time, 24 7, as far as I can tell. So you're walking past it, you feel like you're really in colonial times, which I appreciate. I, you know, I felt compelled to find a tri-corner hat, a powdered wig, uh, my long stockings. I wanted to, uh, uh, fashion a musket, if you will. I could have been a musketeer. But alas, it was it was closed. I was going to try to go this morning, but I got totally shammed by some meetings. And today I ended up, I feel like I ended up working more today than I've ever worked in a while. It was, it was crazy. I was recruiting. I was inviting students to open house events. I was probably other things I, I would think you know I was I was all over the place boom 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 so it's a whirlwind of a trip but gotta get back tomorrow landing back in Chicago like 8 a.m gonna try to go for a run it's gonna be a real cold winter winter has started from what I'm told from the recon I have in Chicago and then I have Arcade Fire tickets uh, with Rachel for tomorrow night, which is a whole other show. Whole o- well, it act- it literally is a whole other show, Arcade Fire. Um, but we could run a whole other podcast episode about where things are at with Arcade Fire, what my feelings are, et cetera. I went back and forth. If you don't know, you know all the the news and the stories regarding Win Butler and Arcade Fire uh, from the last couple months. Basically, I'm not going to get into all of this, but basically, he hasn't done anything legal, but he's just a total scumbag. Um, and so, I think I think where I'm at, where I've settled as a fan, because I've been in Arca- I've been following Arcade Fire for uh, probably probably six six ish years now, probably like 2016, like late late college, grad school. That era is when I first kind of started listening to them. Uh, I think I first noticed them when The Suburbs came out, which is their uh, third album from like 2014, and then Reflector was like, no, I think Reflector is 14, maybe Suburbs is like 12 or 13, I don't know, Uh, and then Everything Now I think is 17, but um, we're going to the concert tomorrow, going to try to enjoy it, they put on a great show, Um, it'll be my second time ever seeing them, Uh, I've seen them in Philly before actually. And I don't know, I think beyond that, it's kind of like, I will, if they continue to be a band, if they continue to put out another album or anything like that, I think I'll, you know, I'll listen to it. Um, just cause if I just find like a, you know, YouTube stream or something, or, you know, some other internet stream, I don't feel like I'm supporting them in any certain way, like certainly not monetarily or financially. Um, and I don't really care to support them, which is tough, because I think a lot of the other band members are are cool people uh, and very talented, but uh, just not on board with the whole Butler thing. But you can't really have Arcade Fire without Wynn Butler. But I don't think I'm ever going to feel compelled to go back to a show. So in that sense, tomorrow night is sort of my, my Arcade Fire farewell, if you will. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, it'll... Uh, I'm, I'm not going into it like, ugh, gonna, I'm going to try to enjoy myself, but I'm just going to be miserable the whole time. That's not, you know, it, it really is not that impactful uh, for me. I'm just going to try to enjoy some live music and uh, try to try to separate the artist from the art. I don't know if that's the right way to approach it or not. Anyways, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon. You need your home inspection in Central Oregon. You want to call the expert, someone who's safe and certified and doubly insured. Call my dad, Steve, at 541-410-0316 or go to HomePrideOregon.com. Tell him Quinn sent you. Home Pride, Oregon Inspection Perfection. Also, of course, our good friends, the Cuts by Q uh, barber Shop Experience. That's really what it is. It's an experience, guys. We're talking $20 flat rate, guys and girls and non-binaries. And uh, I, I should just stop talking because someone's going to get offended. Uh, and uh, you know, hot towel experience. Uh, we have a brand new sauna. It's when I close close a bathroom door and there is no bathroom fan, and I turn on the hot water for a long time. I mean it's pretty, uh, it's pretty invigorating, I will say, uh, from my own experiences doing it. Uh, but Cuts by Q, and you need a fresh, do something snappy new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. And, of course, our good friends the Samson Q2U series, giving Samson the week off. But you know who doesn't take a week off? God. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. The problem with these uh, pints of Sam Adams' wicked hazy, juicy New England style is if I wanted to actually like try to drink pretty much the whole thing while I was recording, we'd be taking sip breaks every five seconds like this. (sighs) And that's just dead air. So I'm going to try to limit my sips, I promise. Ooh, pulling up the, uh, the Renaissance Waterfront Hotel in-room dining menu. They got a QR code and actually... I only used my work card for a latte and scone this morning. So we're in business, uh, budget-wise. Oh, Open closes today at 11 p.m. It's 10.03. We got 57 minutes. Deliver to room. Yes. We're really just shooting from the hip here. I have no intention of ordering something unless something really catches my eye. There's three categories. There's whenever's, which is food, it looks like. There's soft sips. Like a Aqua Pana Stillwater small for $4, $6 for a sugar-free Red Bull. There's hard sips, local beer, red wine, white wine, sparkling wine, or specialty cocktails. All right, Beantown uh, poll user engagement, uh, digital marketing question of the week. At the Renaissance Waterfront Hotel room service, how much is an on-the-rocks margarita with no H? Because this isn't Europe. It's Boston, uh, so again, it's the On the Rocks Margarita. It's three hundred seventy-five milliliters. If that helps you, uh, imperial system people out there. Uh, description is Hornitos Plata Tequila, tart lime flavors and triple sec. All right. Enter your guests uh, at BeantownPodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's BeantownPodcast at yahoo.com. Or you can submit a comment on BeantownPodcast.com. Boy, that's convenient. Or you can tweet at us at BeantownCast. And I'll say this, guys. Get your tweets in while you can because we are running out of time. I I don't mean to exaggerate or exacerbate or adjudicate. Twitter is quite literally a dumpster fire right now. Like the average person is kind of able to still use it same way they always had been which for me is almost nothing but it's just it's crazy out there right now it is the wild west with all these uh, parodies and personifications and uh, personifications and imperfections it's nuts okay the answer Dermo, please is 26 dollars u.s dollars if you wanted... The, you know what? This, this is crazy. I guess it's just because of the size. The, I was going to say the Old Fashioned is $16, but it's almost half the size. $8 for a canned Bloody Mary and $8 for a A vodka soda. That's got to be like two ounces, a two ounce can. They don't list the size. That's how you know it's going to be bad. If you're looking for a local beer, not terrible. You can get like a Harpoon IPA. I went to Harpoon Brewing today for $8. Sam Adams Oktoberfest for nine. Angry Orchard for eight. Okay, the whenever is what I'm really here for because I'm good on the hard sips. We could order a Caesar salad with grilled chicken for $20. A lot of salads here. Where universe is trying to tell me something. I could get an Angus burger for $18. Could get a pizza. A margarita pizza with an H. Comes full circle. Uh, There's snacks. Truffle fries sounds pretty damn good. You know what? I'm actually not going to do this though, because it sounds so amazing, but, uh, I had lamb shawarma at like seven. So I just gotta, I gotta hold off. Okay. It's going to be okay. I, I got, I'll get some Dunkin' at like 530 tomorrow at Logan. Okay. It's going to be fine. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get to the final thing that we actually wanted to talk about here. Uh, which is movies and the Wata. So as many of you know, there's there's uh, going to be a couple different angles I take on this, and it's really just going to be disjointed and all over the place. So you have that to look forward to. I'll also mention I'm overlooking the Atlantic Ocean right now, live on air. Uh, I From my hotel room on the 10th floor here, I can see Boston Logan. I can see the Atlantic. Uh, if I squint, I could see Martha Stewart's Vineyard, so really just some breathtaking views, but as many of you know, the sequel to the once one-time highest-grossing film of all time, Avatar, is set to come out in, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks, which don't let me forget, speaking of a couple weeks, the World Cup starts uh, October or uh, November 20th, Cutter vs. Ecuador. The world will be watching. We got to do our World Cup Prediction special next year because I don't think we did one four years ago in 2018. But uh, Avatar 2 is subtitled Way of Wata. And I've been thinking lately, and uh, if my lovely GF out there, Rachel is listening, um, or her uh, sister, uh, Amanda, they uh, you might want to shut your ears off for a second because I'm about to... I'm about to sing a song that will uh, evoke certain memories from last weekend, Dad's Day weekend at UAUC. Go Illini. I-L-L-I-N-I. I think that's what they sing. But it got me thinking, hey, you got Avatar 2, Way of the Wada, or Way of Water, but James Cameron was never much for uh, uh, articles, A and the. But I'm thinking, hey, you know what? You need a good theme song. Every good song has a memorable you know, credit song, so when, you know, the big battle's done, the Na'vi have clashed with the Marines, you know, the brutal savages finally been exterminated from their planet Pandora, it, you know, fade, boom, fade to black, or just a hard cut to black, and then you get a a soft, little, soulful guitar going, and it's boom dunk da boom dunk And then it just says, Avatar 2, Way of Water, directed by James Cameron. And you're singing, Way of the Water. Way of the Water, the Na'vi speak. In the water, God's gonna kill the Na'vi. Who's that young girl dressed in blue? Way of the water, Sam Worthington's in it, too, and Ripley from Alien. Alright, that's it for singing, I promise. But wouldn't that be just a perfect theme song for Avatar 2, Way of Water? So that led me to another interesting discovery. So Black Panther uh, to Wakanda forever, uh, which frankly they should have saved for Black Panther four because then it could have been Black Panther Wakanda four, and then ever. I mean, they're probably you know if they do kind of a if they do kind of a Fast and Furious franchise sort of thing, they could just do you know, Black Panther, then Black Panther, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, then Black Panther 3, uh, maybe, maybe Leticia Wright has a threesome with two other, uh, you know, COVID deniers, and then you could still do Black Panther 4, uh, Wakanda Forever, and it's kind of, you know, you think, hey, well, that's confusing, that's too similar, well, I'll tell you this much, don't re, or don't forget that, uh, you know, DC Comics and whatever, film studio I don't know they made Suicide Squad in you know 2017 or whatever and then like three years later they made Suicide Squad again like but some of the characters and actors were the same and some were different and it's just like this is the most confusing thing you called it the exact same thing and just this is terrible which is a shame because the second Suicide Squad which is not Suicide Squad squad two, it's just suicide squad is actually quite good. I thought, and I've never seen the, the, the first one they made, which I think is like Will Smith, right? Jared Leto. But then the second one was, uh, Margot Robbie was in both, which is very confusing, but it had, that's the one that had Pete Davidson in it for the first 30 seconds. I think uh, It has like, uh, uh, John Cena plays peacemaker. And, uh, I don't remember who else is in that. David Destmalsian from The Dark Knight to Paul Legend. He plays Polka Dot Man, Suicide Squad cast uh, from 2021. Was it Idris Elbow? I think he was in that one too. Idris Elbow. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Nathan Filion, I think he was like uh, Pete Davidson. He was in it for two seconds. But that's, uh, you know that goes back. Oh, uh, Black Panther 2. That's what I want to talk about. So Black Panther 2 comes out and I realize, uh, you know, I have no intention of seeing this film because I'm not a superhero movie guy. I did see Black Panther, the original, but that's because it had amazing actors. It had, um, uh, uh the, the man who tragically passed away, the Black Panther, Black Panther actor. It's not Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's what I keep wanting to say. Chadwick Boseman. Um, it had, uh, Michael B. Jordan, who you might know from the wire. Uh, it had, uh, D- Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, something like that. And, you know, you, you really got a Godhead three and one going there. So Black Panther two comes out. Well, who's the lead? Well, we got Letitia Wright. Who's a, you know, COVID and vaccine denier. Uh, who else is in that movie? I don't know. I heard Martin Freeman was in it for two seconds. You know, we don't even get Bilbo Baggins. And so it's just a whole bunch of nobodies. There's no star power. So I said, well, let me read through the plot summary, see if there's anything interesting. Wouldn't you know, it's a movie set underwater. The bad guys are these underwater creatures, much like the Na'vi in Avatar 2 Way of Water. So that got me thinking, you know, which came first, Black, the storyline for, uh, for for Black Panther 2 or Avatar 2 you got to figure is Avatar 2 because Avatar 2 was written by James Cameron all the way back in the 70s. And Black Panther 2 didn't even, you know, come into existence until like two years ago. So I got to say, I got to call out Black Panther 2 here. And, you know, it, it, it hurts me to say this because I'm a total Panther head. You know, Chadwick Boseman, Cam Newton, Kenny Pickett, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But Black Panther 2 directly stealing plot elements, a a total plot heist, if you will. But I wanted to finish up these thoughts by just just throwing a tribute out to some of those other great underwater movies. You know, Avatar 2, Way of Wata, and Black Panther 2, Wakanda forever, should be Wakanda 2 ever, Uh, are going to, you know, they're going to steal the box office numbers this holiday season, but I don't want anyone to forget about you know some of our some of our heroes from past box offices. Very quick sidebar, I promise. Speaking of box office, you might have heard the news that movie passes back. Well, Chicago is their first test market. I was uh, you know I, I was on the list to receive you know a, be the first one to receive information. They finally launched <laughs> two days ago, and. They're, as you would expect, their pricing structure is totally bogus. If you pay, the lowest tier is fifteen dollars a month, and that gets you. Uh, they said I think thirty-four credits, and I was reading this on Reddit. Someone wanted to go to some kids' movie. Uh, you know, we're not talking Moana two, Way of the Water here. We're talking like you know, Zootopia plus or something that no one cares about, and they said that that movie was thirty-five credits. So on that base plan, they didn't have enough credits after $15 to see one movie a month. So if you're asking me, hey, Quinn, MoviePass is back. You were a huge proponent of that the first time around. Are you going to jump back in? I think not. So this is official, uh, my official eulogization of MoviePass. Hell of a run, but uh, comeback is not for me. But you guys do you guys. Um, other great movies set underwater: Hunt for Red October. Who could forget the thrilling performance based off of the uh, that one guy's novels, Tom Clancy. I think that's actually right. I was getting ready to like make a joke and pull some some just total badass name out of my 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 ass basically but Tom Clancy is actually right so that came to me very fortunately at the exact right time uh who so who's in Hunt for Red October you got Sean Connery I don't know what accent that was It, it certainly wasn't Scottish you have Alec Baldwin of course with the piercing blue eyes um I think I think Sam Neill's in that one a young Sam Neill you know him from uh Jurassic Park. I don't remember who else is in it. I haven't seen it in a very long time. But it's a great thriller. The whole time you think you think old Sean is the bad guy but turns out he just wants he just wants out of this war. Can't we all drop our guns, our muskets and go to the Boston Tea Party Museum and listen to some Penny Whistle and just be merry? Drink a Sam Adams. Drink a Harpoon Brewing. Catamount IPA which I had earlier today. I also had a Dunkin' Pumpkin Ale. Dunkin' Pumpkin. You can't go wrong there. But Hunt for Red October, you don't get a lot of land in that movie. It's mostly underwater in a cool, badass submarine. Uh, Also, Crimson Tide, another submarine movie. I've never actually seen it. It's Denzel and Gene Hackman, and I've heard it's a great character study. And the poster is very red, if I'm, my memory serves me correctly, but uh, I don't know; I've never seen it. Another great, you know, Tom Tom Clancy flick, if you will. Let's go into Wikipedia for for Crimson Tide. It's not uh, not Tom Clancy, so we're learning things already. It takes place during a period of political turmoil in Russia. Boy, that narrows it down. Thanks, Wikipedia, in which ultra nationalists threatened to launch nuclear missiles at the United States and Japan. Well, how do they get their hands on those missiles anyways? The story parallels a real incident during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was playing online Pictionary a couple of weeks ago, and I, my Q, uh, clue was Cuba. And so I drew an island that looked shockingly similar to Cuba. And uh, no one got it from that, I don't think. So I drew a, uh, a pig uh, next to it in the bay. And, you know, geopolitical heads will... Pick that up right away. War, a uh, hunt, uh, uh, hunt for a Crimson Tide. Uh, Denzel, Gene Hackman, and a bunch of bunch of nobodies like Vigo Mortensen and James Gandolfini and Lilo Brancado Jr. Okay, bunch of nobodies. And our good friend Steve Zahn. Oh, what a throwback to last week's episode. I don't even know why we were talking about Steve Zahn. Oh, we were talking about White Lotus. Um, what a guy. Star of Crimson Tide. Um, another great one, Shark Tale. Will Smith and a loaded cast here. We're pulling it up. I see Will Smith, De Niro. Who knew? Scorsese, Jack Black, Renee was it Zellweger. Okay, I had a stroke there for a second. Angelina Jolie and uh, Michael Imperioli. Speaking of White uh, White Castle, uh, White Lotus. He's in that too. Peter Falk, very famous. He plays a leopard shark. Peter Falk, is he Columbo? Yes. Being a podcast knowledge is deep. Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott portray fish versions of themselves at the end of the film singing Car Wash. Well, I know what I'm watching after this. it will be a nice put me to sleep kind of thing. Um, shark, shark Tank was one of those... Shark Tale was one of those weird... Movies that came out right after Nemo, and uh, they're very different. Nemo is very much like a, a fun buddy cop movie for the kids, you know, two, 233 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia, you know, 71017 something. Uh, and then you get Shark Tale, which is very kind of sexy and sensual, and Angelina Jolie's hips. Do not lie. I don't know what kind of fish that was. I don't know if that was based off of a real life fish, if it was a, you know, a, a fish that just got, you know, booty Botox or what it was, but, uh, you know, it'll make you feel fishy feelings that you haven't felt in years. And we, I don't remember the exact kind of feeling around Sharktail growing up, but I definitely did not see it you know, until I was much more mature, uh, you know, last fall or so. There's also Finding Nemo 2, uh, which I never saw. Finding, Finding, Finding Dory, I think is what they called it. Never saw it. feel like I'm not missing anything. Really, I would prefer to cancel Alan. So, but give me Angelina Jolie as a fish all day. Wow, wow, wow. Sound my, my gills. Um, last one, not really an underwater movie, but there's that one cool scene in Phantom Menace where Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson follow uh, Anod Best underwater to the, the Gungan City. And I just wanted to include this so I could say Gungan and uh, maybe do a Boss Nass impression. Jaja, ja, you saw me droopah. That was weird. It's kind of it's kind of halfway between Boss Nass and uh, Jabba the Hutt. Oh uh, oh uh, oh! Uh. We gotta we gotta stop. I feel I feel like we should stop. We sang the Avatar Two theme song and we attempted a Boss Nass impression. If that's not Bean Town Live in Boston at ten twenty three at night when your flight leaves in uh, eight hours, I don't know what is. So that's those are that's that's the Bean Tom podcast salute to movies and the Wata uh, World Cup starts in eight days, nine days actually. You're gonna want to check that out. Uh, we'll be coming to you live next week with a pretty regular episode. I got a six day work week next week, but that's not gonna stop me. Nothing stops me because uh, I'm unstoppable, uh, like Will Smith in Shark Tank. Because I think he, uh, I think he beats the bad guys at the end. Uh, so good for him. He slaps the uh, Chris Rockfish. That's what I got for you guys. We got no outro music, so we're just going to be going out cold. Speaking of cold, the weather. Oh boy, bundle up everyone. Stay safe, stay sane. My name is Quinn David Furness. This was the town Podcast live from Boston. Hope you have a good night. Bye.